down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Episode 165 of the Art of War Down on the Podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri, as always, and I'm joined by the the King of the High Carls, the Short Kang King, whatever, I don't know, meme insert League of Voten guy. His name's Oliver Johnson. Welcome back to the show, mate. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me back on again. No, my absolute pleasure. I like to keep the, the continuity, especially with uh, across editions, uh, with the uh, people who come on to do my uh, review content. So, uh, talking to the elephant in the room about the podcast, the audio issues have persisted despite me changing to every single microphone I have in the house. And uh, I had intended to record this podcast on a different recording software. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties with that other software uh, and the time slot that I've had with Oliver coming up pretty close, I've had to use the same one I've been using. Uh, so if the audio quality of this is below par, again, I'm very sorry, guys. I am really struggling to try and figure out what's going on. I use the same microphones, the same headsets, and the same just about everything except for the recording software uh, for three shows a week. And I haven't had an audio complaint up until like you know a couple months ago. Uh, so I, I didn't. I didn't think it was an issue. I thought it was uh, just just a rough recording here or there. So my, my absolute apologies that this has persisted for so long. I do have a professional level, you know, extremely expensive, high quality mic on the way. Uh, but I've got a feeling that's not the problem. And I think Oliver was just saying before, like on uh, a couple of the other shows you maybe you listen to me to. There's no audio issues. It's exclusively on this show that I do. Yeah, it's just it's just the down under f- out of war uh, curse that seems it to is. be uh, emanating. It is. Some people's joking that it's part of my my charm, and I would not like that to be the case. So I'd prefer if that wasn't part of my charm. Below par audio on a podcast. It's not a, a desirable yeah, characteristic. Not a, not a great one. It's the only medium for the podcast. Correct. So thank you very much for sticking with us. Hopefully it hasn't turned you off too badly. I will be doing everything in my power to rectify it. And uh, yeah, if it means that you know I can't record on this recording platform much longer, so much the better. I'll be shifting off. Uh, but yeah, please bear with me if this one is not uh, up to the scratch that you can uh, hopefully come to expect from me very soon. And yeah, we'll be trundling on as is. And if you didn't know, we are here to review the uh, Leagues of Votan Index. And once again, I'm joined by the wonderful Oliver Johnson. How are you feeling about those short kings, mate? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Um, the uh, I, I love this faction so much. Uh, as I've probably said, um, in a lot of other places and, and to other friends, like I, I'm normally waiting for like any HD to kick in and I drop <laughs> the faction after six months. I've got like six armies that's happened, yep. but um, it, that hasn't happened with Votan. I, I've just loved them through and through. And when 10th came in, I was like, oh, let's see what they've done. And I'm like, what have they done? What have they done to my boys? <laughs> um, and so I jumped to GSC for the first couple months, but uh, I eventually got bit bored of GSC because there's only so much I can do of like, oh man, that's a cool thing you're doing. Anyway, here's demo bombs and I've deleted your army. <laughs> um, and so I think I think there's still a lot of awesome stuff you can do with Votan, but they were yep. struggling greatly and the new data slate has helped them a ton. Um, yeah. I don't think they're gonna like bump up to like crazy numbers, but I think we'll get a we'll get out of the 30% and maybe go into the 45%. 
um, sort of mark with this. I mean, 30%, like, hurrah, you're no longer in 30%. There's a, there's a milestone to never go back to, hopefully. Uh, yep. I think we, we hit 25 or 23% in one week. What's the stats? It's, wow. It's, like, it's really tough. Um, so, interesting parallel you pulled out there with GSC, because I know quite a few people who jumped onto GSC and got bored because of the range of units that were applicable in their top lists was so small. It was essentially, it was, it's the same two units, Control-C, Control-V, throughout a list, plus Ridge Runners, especially now that Aberrants have kind of uh, copped a whack. So it's interesting the parallels between that and Votan, because the kind of, when you when you actually look at the units that get used for GSC, it's about, it's about the amount of units in, in the Votan Codex. There's <laughs> not many more yes. uh, available. Right. There, so there could be uh, interesting to see that you got tired of that, but you're still finding interest in this. Yeah, I think the big thing was is that I love, like, I love a good challenge, and the reason I love GSC and I've I've loved them and and I played them was because you have to play like almost perfect. Like, if you make Mm. a mistake, your paper, you're gonna get destroyed. Like, you have to be very precise, and that's what it was in ninth edition, right? Like. It got a little bit easy with all the bikes and stuff, but if you got out-positioned or mistargeted, got to go really bad. Yep. Uh, not the case at, with GC at the moment. Like, oh, you've killed my unit. Oh, well, back into reserves it goes. Like, I'll get another chance. <laughs> I'll try again um, next time. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, and I'll get him next time. Um, Votan, though, on the other side, has become that GC part where you have to play it really tight. If you don't play super tight, you don't manage your resource correctly, you don't have really good target priority mm. on like what gets judgment tokens, putting your head inside the certain mouths, certain units to make sure they get judgment tokens. Judgment tokens. Yeah. Um like all of that. And that's sort of why like every game I win with Fotan, I'm like, it's because of me. Like I yes. I play yes. this game well. Right. There's no like yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, mate. I just had good units and and good stratagems and stuff. You didn't, get, like, no, yeah, no, you no. didn't get carried by any any portion yeah. of your codex entirely off your back. And that's uh, that's I ended up bringing it to the TNAO and went six two before Data Slate, which was my like Damn. crowning achievement. So yeah, that is essentially winning the event for, for what, yeah. you're, what you're playing <laughs> with. Uh, all right, in saying that, like we said, we're going to do our usual index review. We're going to go through this rule set with a fine-tooth comb. I'll be leaning on Oliver quite extensively for the things that have changed, and ostensibly it's only really one thing, but the ramifications of that I'll get Oliver to unpack as we go. Um, this is an interesting thing to look at because on paper, I don't. it didn't feel like that much changed. I was actually worried that not enough changed when I when I saw that the balanced data slate changes. But anyway, sorry. Uh, Art of Wards and Unders, two-part podcast. Go over to Patreon, get to part two. Me and Oliver are going to answer our Patreon questions, write a couple of lists to talk some smack. Go over there, check it out. That's enough of a plug. Um, what was your <laughs> first, what was your hot take, or what was your first impression of this index the very first time you went cover to cover on it? Uh, you know, in the bygone era of like four and a half months ago, whatever it was. So I, I can't, I don't think we had points when, when it first first came through. And I think I was a bit pessimistic. My initial read, because everything's gone that ballistics four, um, a lot of units kept their like four up armor save on stuff. Yep. Our AP was massively reduced. We had no AP three. We had no big strength out of like a couple like characters, like, like berserks. Mm-hmm. Lost a bunch of stuff. So we lost a bunch of cool flavor that we did have. Um, but then I was sort of like, 
maybe if the points are super generous, we have play here because we lost all the abilities to place judgment tokens effectively. Um, so we just had to die to get tokens because the oath band attachment is not reliable. I I found it stunning to look at how many points you paid for a unit and then how many of those you had to die to actually use your army. And then you're like, well, my army gets to peak efficiency when I've lost two-thirds of my army, but then I only have one-third of my army. How have I won this game? Tell, please tell, please explain to me how I'm winning this game. <laughs> yep. And then, and then you versed a good opponent who goes, this thing that already has two judgment tokens, I'm going to make that sure that's the coup de grace on all the yeah. units. So you don't even get the spread. But uh, it, it was pretty much that, like, 10 worries, T5, one wound, four of armor save. It's not awful. Uh, 135 points, though, um, which was rough. Uh, I think it was even like 135. Like, just not great. The, the Magna Rail has become 18-inch range for being like the sniper rifle barrel, um, and all our heavy weapons hit on fives, but they get heavy if you stand still and ever live for a turn, then, like, you get plus one. Um, and it was it was unfortunate that judgment tokens were not ballistic skill like tau um, yeah. with their sort of rule so all these plus one benefits you can get that are scattered throughout the army um obviously don't stack i think the worst part was is there is no rerolls like mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. rerolls in the entire index is fire support from the land fortress if a unit disembarks and, and hits a target that the land fort hit itself, which is yeah. not great. Yeah, so a lot of people are now turning to rerolls as the multiplier for their keywords. you got lethal hits, you got sustained hits. Well, rerolls is the double down, the redundancy, the, the activator that makes those things become significant. When you just have exploding hits and no rerolls, you're just at the whims. You're just at the whims of the D6 roll. You can't really build any efficiency or any guarantees into so much of what you're doing. And yet that has that is essentially has been like it, for, for the short kings units to be good enough, they almost have to be good enough on paper because there is no second level to the efficiencies that you can take these units to. They have to just be like, okay, this is either good enough or it's not because I can't strap the jump pack of of um of rerolls to hit or rerolls to wound like you know freaking oath of moment esque ability onto these guys and make them so much better than they appear. Yeah, hundred percent. And and the strats also reflect that in that we have quite a few good strats, but they are sort of like they add on top of the data sheet. They won't make it yeah. more efficient. They won't make them more powerful. Let's just go. Oh, it's nice that now they get like sustained two, but there's no. Mm ability to guarantee a lot of that you're just like well i'm just gonna roll 20 dice and and hope i get like five sixes maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right let's jump into those rules first up is eye of the ancestors this is the the core army rule if your army faction is leagues of votan each time an enemy unit is uh, sorry enemy destroys a leagues of votan unit from your army that enemy unit gains a one judgment token any enemy unit can only have two judgment tokens any furthers are lost each time a model from your army with this ability makes an attack that targets a unit that has one or more judgment tokens, uh, and after uh, apply the relevant bonus from the table below. You got one judgment token, you plus one to hit. You got two judgment tokens, you plus one to hit, and plus one to wound. And of course, they a state. There's just a designer's note next to it saying the state. They stay stuck to your unit even if you know you get de jumped, or even if you you go off the board and come back in a later turn. You, you still they always get attached. Um, I'm just gonna say the fact that they didn't put any way for you to proactively place a judgment token. Um, as in, like, you place one at the start of your, in your command phase, like you did previously, and then this. 
The fact that it's only when your stuff dies, I find extremely frustrating. I I agree. And when this rule was previewed, I thought, this is fine. I, I know what they're going to do, right? GW was smart. I get it. Carl's have an ability called uh, Grim... Uh, grim efficiency or grim judgment, which is yep. which in ninth edition was if they see a target, um, infinite range, they can give them one judgment in the command phase. Yeah. All right, they're going to be attached to units, so you can't have them out in the open, or else they're just going to be shot to, to kingdom come. So what they're going to do is they're going to change that so it's just it acts like it used to do. Like if you have yeah. a car on the battlefield, you can give someone a token. Uh, they did not do that. They left it they the same ninth edition. Uh, so yes, there, there's no way for me to, the only active choice I have into giving judgment tokens is I go, here's five warriors, they're going to be outside of your custody guard, um, please kill them for me. Um, yeah, please, please, sir. I'm begging you. <laughs> kill my boys. <laughs> uh, it feels so bad, man. I mean, I, I think the changes that they've made in the data slate do help this quite a bit, but it's not attached to this. That, that's attached to the detachment rule. This army rule is ostensibly exactly the same. Um, and I, I, I really want them to add another paragraph, just, just something proactive. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say to this, though, um, the benefits of the tokens um, is fantastic. Um, oh, and, yeah. and in fairness um, to to these sort of changes is I got a lot of people angry at me in ninth edition when I get three tokens and it's like, yep, I'm auto wounding you on fours. Uh, here's like 60 dice. Sorry, mm-hmm. you're dead. Um, mm-hmm. And people thought like, oh, this is feel bad. I hate this, et cetera, et cetera. No one has ever said to me that this is a feels bad. I've, I've never had someone go, oh, wow, you've got plus one to hit, plus one to wound of my my important unit, and now you've just, like, killed it, that sucks. Like, yeah. it's definitely more palatable, and it's definitely a damage multiplier, which is which is good. Um, See, I, I just feel like there's so many more elegant ways to do this system. Um, like, I, I personally, I thought what they were going to do, if you had if you had to put a gun to my head and said, what are they going to do for the index for grudge territories, I'd be like, well, we know lethal hits exist, so it's just going to be lethal one, lethal two, lethal three, lethal four, or, you know, lethal lethal on a, on a, on a critical... So they've all got lethal hits. You get lethal hits against anything that has a judgment token, and then it goes up by one for each each time each additional judgment token. And then you just have a regular codex around that, where you got lethal fours because that's that's the, that was the equivalent, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but um, anyway, uh, as it sits right now, a little bit of a frustrating army rule, and I don't I don't think there's much consternation yeah. in the the short king player base. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's yeah. It's just, if we were cheaper, which we have, thankfully, but, like, it's, yeah, cool, I've got to die to activate my army rule. It's sort of the systems yeah. feel bad of, like, yeah. cool, uh, if you can kill half, only half of my uh, unit size and damage me, then I get to start playing the game. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Tell us about uh, ruthless efficiency, and then also tell us what has changed. Yeah, awesome. Um, so this is the detachment rule. Um, at the start of the battle, uh, select one unit from your opponent's army. That unit starts the battle with two judgment tokens, CI the ancestors. If at the start of any of your command phases that the enemy unit is destroyed, you gain a number of CP depending on how early in the battle um, you destroyed it. As shown below, you only gain CP in this way once per battle, and CP gained in this way are exemption to the core rules that limit the maximum, maximum number of CP gained um, per battle round. If it's in your first or second command phase, it's 3 CP. Your third and fourth command phase, it's 2 CP. Um, and if it's in your fifth command phase, it's 1 CP. Um, 
The data slate change to this is you can now, in Strike Force competitive 2,000 point games, uh, you can select four units to obtain judgment tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, two units if it's a 1,000 incursion mission, and then six if it's a 3,000 point onslaught mission. So much better. Right, just so much freaking better. Now that you get to the point where you're like, okay, your three best units have a judgment token, and then this dumb mook, who you're probably going to have to throw in an objective turn one, has a judge has two judgment tokens, and I'm going to have so it, many CP if you have to, if you have to just do the thing you're planning to do with your units. I hundred percent agree. It, I still get irked by the conditions of which you get the CP because it's in mm. your command phase. You're checking if they are dead. So the only way to get three CP is you have to kill them turn one. Because uh, obviously if you go first, you've missed the first turn, so you have to do it in the yep. second. And that sort of delay is a bit of a feels pad for that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, uh, getting four really bumps up the power that the army can dish out. It gets funny into Grey Knights, as I've, I've played a friend <laughs> Grey Knights, when six, he had six yep. units, so it's like, all right, uh, all of your bricks are now going to be marked, and then I'll just mark these like strike force yep. marines or something. Yeah, um, I was about to say the same versus knights, but then no one's bringing big knights anymore. So <laughs> whatever, yeah. uh, it's actually hilarious. I uh, mean, custodians pre- in the previous edition of custodians, where they just had like two or three, you know, warden bricks and or custodian guard bricks, you'd be laughing. You'd be absolutely laughing with these rules. Yeah, but um, it doesn't feel like it is much when it when it's like oh, it's only four, but it actually just starts to add up quite a bit because. It's exactly like you said. If I go first, I'm judging just the cheap unit, like infiltrators. I'm sending up bikes, sacrificing stuff, like just get the CP in the bank. But yep. now I can do that and mark other important targets. Or it's like if you first graded demons, I can mark all of them, any of the key scoring units. And I think hmm. the power of this ability is that um, I just select a unit in the opponent's army. So I can select things inside of transports, inside of yes. reserves. Yep. So yep. If, if people have hell blasters and they're like, oh, cool, that's going to get the judgment token, I don't need to worry about the CP because I can now mark all these other stuff. Um, yeah. And it Absolutely really right. starts to build it. Um, I do have a question. Uh, does this apply to – so this is just for people at home who may be trying to get their head around this, but I, when, I, when we're doing some of these reviews, I try and think of a couple of little FAQ questions, frequently asked questions that would come up. So let's say you do mark that unit of Hellblasters. Do you mark the Hellblasters, or do you also, and do you also mark the character? In the persisting effects thing, like once you've killed the, the 10 Hellblasters around Asriel, does Asriel still have two judgment tokens on him in this example? He sure does. It, it is a Beautiful. persisting effect that they have. So if you have like two characters attached, they would both split to get two tokens as well. Um, it does bleed off like that, 100%. When, then the next question is, when do you get the CP? Do you get the CP when the Hellblasters are dead or when Asriel and or the Apothecary or whatever, whatever is dead? Um, the way that uh, I've seen it like interpreted like uh, and, and played is that it's the unit. So Because yeah. I'm marking the Hellblasters unit, not the Asriel, the character. Yeah. Um, but because Asriel is still part of that unit of being given this like status effect, that status effect still bleeds to him. But I never selected him as the actual target. He just so he can't give you the CP. Yeah. So if I kill Azrael, yeah. I don't get the CP. Yeah. If I did position or anything, but if I kill the Hellblasters, then it's all good. Yeah. Payday. Payday. Striking yeah. gold. Anyway, um, I do believe that this is a, a huge glow up. I still don't love just how 
like I said, refer to refer to I of the ancestors for my displeasure on how you have to go generating judgment tokens. But the fact that you just get to lay down essentially eight of them. Uh, I do wish though um, that they'd let you distribute. Like you could have, you can lay down eight at the start of the game. You just it lets you just have eight to place. And you could put them wherever you wanted, rather than having to go two and two and two and two, like four four instances of two. But that's just—I think that's possibly just being greedy at this point. I um, I, that will definitely give us a lot more agency. Um, I hundred percent because there are definitely strats we have that that mm. go off having judgment tokens. So being able to go like these two units have two tokens, and then just going to spread it around. Um, I can see why they wouldn't do that because then if you're hungry for CP, exactly you're right, you farm. You go like, oh, I'm just going to put you eight units. Cool. If you don't give me one of them, I'm getting like three CP. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, and then you know you play against something like Sisters, you know, or Drakari or New Tyranids, where they've got like thirty units in their army and just like eight judgment units. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to the strats. Uh, give us the first one, dude. Um, so Warrior Pride. Um, is a battle tactic, so good to note for anyone who knows that or stuff like that. Um, uh, in the fight phase uh, is the when the target is a Leagues of Votan unit um, that is fighting an enemy unit that has one or more judgment tokens, and the effect is until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a melee attack that targets the enemy unit, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one for each judgment token it has. Is this one any good? I'm struggling with it a little bit. What I would do, Adam, the the filthy, horrific, disgusting things I would do if this said shooting phase as well as fight phase. Oh my lord! Uh, oh it, dear me! I I do I do so many so many awful <laughs> things for it. It doesn't say that though, um, and so this is definitely situational. Um, it actually isn't the worst thing, um, but it doesn't come up. Like I, that often. I really wish it did something when they had no judgment tokens and got better for each judgment for each judgment token thereafter. Because right, if you're in a combat and the guy the opposition has no judgment tokens, this I think this is the only fight fa- exclusively fight phase strat. This is the only exclusively fight phase strat, and it does yep. nothing if they don't have judgment tokens. It doesn't exist if they don't have judgment. I wish it did Correct. something still, and then just got better for the judgment tokens. So that that's why this one frustrates me a little bit. Like it should just like. Give you, you know, what maybe it's one CP for plus one AP, and then it's like a two or whatever, or maybe it gives you a CP and sustained, uh, sorry, AP and sustained hits or lethal hits or some crap, um, for you know yeah. each of the judgments. But um, the fact that it can it can just do nothing and just not exist is is a bit annoying. It absolutely is, um, and that is just the codex. Like there's a lot of stuff like that, so it's, it's I, I've. I think I've just like glazed over those sort of things. It, yeah, it, it definitely helps a lot though with um, there are definitely moments where I have warriors or like Thunderkin or something that uh, I mean, pretty much anything outside of Berserks or Hearthguard have no AP on their, on their attacks, but they do mm. have two attacks each. And so if I'm fighting you know, two judgment tokens, it's near the end of the game. All right, I'm going to pop this and now I'm going to get two AP. Um, and that yeah. might be to push it or the, yeah. the Hearthguard. With their fists, I can bump them up to four AP into like a big juicy target, and it's mm. those moments. It's clutch, um, and that's what I sort of really enjoyed for, especially for like early game. Now that we've got four tokens, I mark stuff. I can throw up the bikes, shoot the unit's not quite dead, but I really need them to be charge. Pop this now. The bikes are in yeah. too. Um, Your bikes actually actually do a thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's right. still, it still feels bad, but yeah. Next up, Ordered Retreat. This is 1CP. Uh, movement phase, uh, just after you fall back. It's a 1CP shoot and charge. Uh, it's not shoot or charge. It's shoot and charge uh, for 1CP. Yep. Actually, very good rate on that compared to many other codexes so or indexes. So I think that's actually possibly one of the better stratagems in here. Um, but it's incredible. Pretty, pretty used, easy to talk I've about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've used this, like, there's almost every game. Like, it, it, it comes up so relevant. Uh, people tag, like, land forts and Sagittars, or they tie down, like, the Hearthguard mm. stuff, and it's like, well, yeah, that's a shame. I'm going to fall back, shoot this other unit, and then recharge back in. Um, and especially for actions, where it's like I'm doing a lot of actions with, with secondaries, and, all right, I could just fall back and now still do my action without fearing of being punched. Um, yeah. back really bad. Uh, it's just incredible utility. Like, yeah, I love it. Agreed. All right, keep going. Tell us about the, the sentence. All right, ancestral sentence is in your shooting phase. You pick one leagues of Votan unit um, until the end of the phase. Each time a model in this unit makes a ranged attack, that attack has the sustain hits one ability. Um, each time a model in the unit makes a range attack that targets a unit that has one or more judgment tokens, that unit has the sustain hits two ability instead. This is fantastic. And it there is are key units. I, I don't think I, I will say, I don't think I've ever spent this strat when it hasn't been against a judgment token target. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I will highlight when we when we get to those data sheets, um, Hearthguard and Thunderkin. Like, love this. Like, this is Absolutely. a strat for them. Yeah. Um, I will point out it is a battle tactic. So, you know, cue all relevant new information regarding battle tactics. Now apply to this one. Yep. Uh, but this is, a ph- this is a phenomenal one. This is the one where you're just like, where are my rerolls? Where are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing yeah. would be a freaking <laughs> world ender. Just give me some rerolls, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And even even firing support is just reroll wounds. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got no ability to reroll the hits to, to maximize this power. But this is a bread and butter. This is legitimately just like yep. you're going to slap yep. it down almost every turn. I, I don't think I've ever played a game with Votan in 10th edition where I have not used this once per game. Nice. Like at a minimum. All right, next up, we reactive reprisal, also a battle tactic. Uh, it's in your opponent's shooting phase just after enemy unit has one or more judgment tokens has resolved its attacks. One leaves a Votan unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of those attacking units attacks. Your laser Votan unit can shoot as if it were your shooting phase, but it must target uh, the enemy unit that just attacked it and can only do so if they're an eligible target. So it, all, all usual caveats apply. 2CP, essentially shoot back when shot. Is this any good? Um, I, I had some positive to things to say about this. Uh, unfortunately, I did play AdMech yesterday and found out that they had the strat, but it's 1CP, uh, which oh. makes me a bit uh, angry. Um, this strat, I would have said, is bad until the data like. And the data slate does a couple key things. Is one, there's obviously more stuff that is judged early on, so you can sort of play with this in mind if you're mm-hmm. judging like a very powerful shooting unit, like crisis suits, right? And it's like if they somehow don't explode me, then I can shoot back. Um, the dev wound changes also is massive because uh, a lot of Votan units have not a great number of wounds, so dev wounds mm. would just like slice through units. Um, it's like, well, there's no point shooting back with, like, three models. Yep. Now that there is a lot more survivability in them, in the Hearthguard, it definitely becomes more of a posture of, like, I've got two CP, these guys can shoot back if you don't do significant damage, and that sort of 
stays the hand of like incidental stuff now. I yeah. Um, still very costly. Uh, you're probably not going to use it all too often, but it's sort of one of those like psychological threats that mm. can sort of keep people a little bit on their toes. Agreed. I do like how they combo. I mean, you have to have three CP to do it in this case, but I do like how this combos with Overwatch. Like you get a unit into a very imposing position, and essentially for three CP, you get it to shoot twice in your opponent's turn. You know, once obviously being on sixes, but just the like you said, that it's more of the psychological effect that has on your opponent's play and their plans more than anything else. And I do think it's a, a pretty quality strat, especially for like like you said, Hearthguard. Are just like a much are a necessary unit in just about every single build. Uh, they make great use of that, especially with those little grenade launchers. Um, all right, what's the next one? New fan nemesis. Um, your opponent shooting phase, um, all the fight phase, just after the enemy unit has resolved all their attacks. One leads of Votan infantry, all leads of Votan mounted, which is the bikes. Um, unit from your army that has reduced to below half strength as a result of the um, attacking unit's attacks. The attacking unit gains one judgment token or up to two judgment tokens inst- um, instead if that Leaks of Votan unit contained your Warlord um, when it was the target of those attacks. This is an interesting strat. So it's essentially converting a CP into a, a judgment token conditionally with some T's and C's. Is this good? Um, this This is good. It's good to have because this is... One of the main activate, like, I get to have an active role in selecting judgment tokens. Um, mm. We're still dying, right? So it's still not fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it allows me to help. It, it makes it a weird choice of where you put your warlord. Because now, like, what I like to do is I'm putting my warlord on the character who's front line. He's front and center. So if someone hits him, I can sort of use the strat to hand out to um, CP. The, yep. the main combos you can sort of do with this is what is gaining some idea and popularity is you bring Uther, who I don't think is a very good data sheet at all, but he has one ability that reduces all damage to him to one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you stick him with five warriors and you put him out of the open and anything that shoots at him is going to kill the warriors, yep. pop the CP, um, you're going to give out two judgment tokens. And then they're yep. probably not going to get through Uther and then Next phase or something, they reduce Uther down because he's a bit durable to get through. And then you can pop it again to give another two tokens. Then they kill yep. Uther, and that's it. Um, so it's and- interesting It's interesting to, to – sorry, sorry for interrupting, Matt. It's interesting to quantify this in relation to when you get CP as well because you could be – I mean, turn one with what you just described with that unit – you, you turn one CP into two judgment tokens on that unit, and then you kill that unit, which turns it into three CP uh, if you do it on turn two. Like, it's actually kind of hilarious how you can just kind of use this as a little bit of a cycle, or like a power-up cycle, almost, of value, um, as we would say, maybe in MTG uh, arenas, yeah. value pile of, of um, this cycle. Sorry, continue. I will say, uh, unfortunately, that would probably boost that uh, the idea of this. Um, you only get the CP on the things you mark initially, so it's, oh, it's not. Of course, you don't get you yeah. don't get CP on just anything that has the judgment token. It's just the those four units at the start. Um, How much better would this be if you did what I said, just had eight judgment tokens to place as you will, and then you're like, "Do you want to have two? You've got one. Do you want two? Hey, looking at you, mate. Do you want your second yeah, one? It, Shape up, sir. <laughs> absolutely right. And this, I think, if if you're struggling to kill one of those units to get the CP, um. This strat bumps way 
way down. Um, yeah. But if you get the three CP, you've got that early on. Absolutely. Typically, when I've gotten that early game CP, I've spent newfound nemesis to add stuff. I've got the mm. excess pool where I can do a couple of the strats. Um, and so it's very, very nice to have. Excellent. All right, up to the last one, which is called Void Armor, and it's Armor of Contempt. It's uh, your opponent shooting a flight phase, and you just reduce the incoming AP by one. Probably don't need to talk about that too much. It's probably very good. But is it still relevant on an army that is a f- now, base standard, more of a four-plus armor save army rather than a, you know anything better? Um, so the key things here is one that I found out from Space Marines. This is a war gear strat, not a battle tactic. Yep. Um, so it can't be vected. Or, or anything like that. Uh, and this strat is is incredible. Uh, I use this every game as well, like with Ancestors. Um, with cover being so easy to get, yep. you can get to a three-up save and then you Armor of Contempt. Um, the Sagittars are three-up saves. The Half-Guard are two-up saves. Like, two-up saves. There's mm-hmm. a lot of these like um, elite transport-style stuff that really screw... screw um, excuse the math, um, with Void Armor. Um, I, I get massive use out of the strat. Uh, having half that save on fours instead of fives, like, it, it really starts to help. Beautiful. Okay, that is the stratagems, and there are some extremely good ones in there. Ancestral Sentence is fantastic. Ordered Retreat is as good as anybody's version of that stratagem, which is fantastic. Um, a little bit too many T's and C's for what I like. I like to see, but there's some still some bangers, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I think it goes back to, like, if there's a lot more agency in selecting judgment tokens or spreading yeah. those around, and that a lot of those T's and C's get a little bit improved. Um, if Newfound Nemesis was just like, you've you've take, I've taken damage, I've gone, yes. like, I can give you a token, not the, I have to be below half starting strength, Correct. and then you get it. Um but well, besides that, there is still a lot of play in all of these strats. There should have, that, that's what it should have been, right? It should have been bracketed. Like, oh, uh, you took wounds from this this guy's one CP, you take a judgment token. Oh, you took me below half strength, one CP, it's two judgment tokens. Um, that would yes. be a phenomenal, phenomenally more palatable uh, for what it is. Because this is right now, oh, they killed you in one go, you get nothing. <laughs> Which is yeah. so much of the game at the moment. People don't like, it's top level players very rarely under allocate. Usually they'll over allocate to a job that needs to be done, and if hundred percent, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we we know what it is. All right, up to the enhancements. What's the first one? So the first one is appraisal, appraising gaze, leagues of voted model only. Uh, well, sorry, they all say that uh, in your command phase, you select one objective marker that your opponent controls until the start of your next command phase. While an enemy unit is within range of that objective marker, it counts as having one additional judgment token that it actually has to a maximum of two. Nice. Um, I think I've seen. I think I've seen this one taken at times. At the moment, I I'm sort of questioning um, if we need it now that we get all these extra judgment tokens. Yeah. But before the data slate, it was an auto include. Yeah, uh, my yeah. list has to do this because this is the only agency on on trying to get judgment tokens to stuff mm. you that you that you need. Um, it will run you twenty points at the moment, and for twenty points, it it, it sounds about right for the points. Yeah, um, I think the big thing here is that you know someone pushes you off your objective or they're taking the side. This goes all right. Plus one to hit, or if that unit has yes. killed something, take the objective off you. Now they're getting two judgment tokens effectively. 
Um, yeah, that's and so good, it's, actually. it's very it's very good value, I think. All right, next up is a long list. Um, each time a bearer's unit destroys an enemy unit, if that enemy unit has one or more judgment tokens, you can select one other enemy unit that is visible to the bearer, and that unit gains one judgment token. So this is kind of the pass the parcel. All right, I, I, I killed you. You have a judgment token. I can see that guy over there. Go on after them next. But pass the, the judgment token along. And it will run you 15 points for the privilege. How do you feel about it? Um, this is list filler to me. Um, there's definitely some value in it. Um, I personally think that it's very hard to set up. That I, I, like I'm not building anything around it. It's not key to any like strategy because it's like, mm-hmm. all right, this will go into the leader of the hearth guard. Maybe that unit will get into the judgment token. Maybe they'll see something and they'll pass it along. Um, I don't typically think about it, but if I get to uh, list construction and I've got other key enhancements and I'm like, I'm 20 points or you know, 15 points under. All right, I'm going to slap this on to someone. Yep. I feel pretty much the same way of it. The chances of you passing on a judgment token like more than once in a game is pretty slim, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe once in a game when you set it up appropriately, you'll you'll do it. But then, I mean, I, I'd want to be doing this two or three times a game for it to, uh, to generate enough value over, over some of the other ones here. I absolutely agree. All right, mate. Next one. Grim Demeanor. Uh, you can re-roll Battleshock tests taken for the bearer's unit, and models in that unit can ignore any or all modifiers to their characteristics and or to any rolls or tests made for them, excluding modifiers to saving throws. So uh, for all intents and purposes, that's just ignoring mostly hit rolls, right? 90% of the time, it's ignoring hit modifiers? Yep. Yep. Um, my understanding of this strat is that this also would stop damage reduction, and if they pop Armor of Contempt... Um, I've had yep. different rulings on whether like that's the case, but under those, under that lens, uh, this is an incredible uh, enhancement. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, slapping this on. Sorry, gone. That was exactly my question. What model do you put this on that they get a unit that needs to be shooting at that high efficiency? Uh, for a Forge Master is typically what I run it on, who attaches to Thunderkin, and then all of a sudden the Thunderkin. One, their movement isn't reduced if they if they need to walk up. Their AP two shooting isn't reduced, and their two damage, which is some of the highest like shooting damage we really have, that's consistent. Um, that's not going to get reduced by stuff. A yep. little bit less efficient because custodians have taken that hit, but obviously before you know they're popping their straps for minus one damage. There's Deathwing Knights, there's Dreadnoughts, like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff, and with that on, you're just pumping out like you know. Two damage is really good. There's also a case for um, if your meta is running a lot of Night Spinners or Earthshaker carriages and stuff, uh, this going onto a character attaching to a Hearthguard unit is also super valuable. So then the Hearthguard aren't ever moving three inches, which yeah. is detrimental Yikes. to them. <laughs> yeah, that is no bueno. Um, and it will run you 20 points uh, for the privilege of Grim Demeanor. The last one here is Wayfarer's Grace, which is the only 25-point um, prospect. The first time the bearer's unit is destroyed, sorry, the bearer is destroyed, rather, after placing a judgment token next to the unit is destroyed, uh, roll 1d6 at the end of the phase. On a 2+, set the bearer back up on the battlefield as close as possible to where it was destroyed and not within engaged range of any units with his four wounds remaining. So when you are deleted, when you lose your last wound, Place a judgment token, then roll a dice on a two plus. The, the model gets back up. Um, this, I mean, I don't love, I don't love, I don't particularly love this, but I could see it getting value in certain situations. 
So this is this is my little Aussie snowflake moment. Uh, this is my love favorite it. enhancement. Um, I love this. And what I love to do, um, and this is what I built my list a lot around, was um, I build my list for fixed secondaries. And so what I would do is I would take a champion, not attached to anything, with Wayfarers. He would come in from reserves, or I'd rapid ingress him and get him into the opponent's deployment zone, deploy homers, people would just shoot and kill him, but he'd be a little yep. bit durable with a yep. two-up, four-up. Ah, oh, cool, you've got him. All right, no one's going to be around to fight him because people don't typically have both. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to get back up, and he's going to homers again next turn. And then now he's just going to be eight secondary. That's actually sick. Um, yeah, that is perfect. I mean, it's essentially, it's a wound-gated model at that point, or and or, or um, Cel- I mean, people are doing that with Celestine in uh, in mid ninth edition a lot of the time. Throw Celestine on an objective, uh, dies, cool, score the objective, gets back up, scores the objective. Um, essentially, the same thing. That's extremely, extremely palatable to me. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things that playing a lot of tenth edition games, a lot of people just don't have the the myriad of activations. <laughs> And because of a lot of skew that is occurring, they don't typically have really good fighting and really good shooting, mm. um, especially in the location where I can pick him. Because if it's all on mm. one side, I'll just put him on the other. Um, and if the champion hits hard in combat. So if you're not sure you're going to kill him in combat, like he might just like pick up a bunch of units. Yeah, <laughs> might just slap you. Um, it's also very good on the going rate of such things that he comes back with four wounds remaining because there's a bunch of different ones that come back with one or three or half or whatever. But just coming back on a two plus with full, pretty nice. The the other little interesting thing to do with this as well is the Carl. Like I said, he, he gives a judgment token in the command phase, um, but he typically is not going to live out in the open like that, yep. if you stick it on a car, you brought him down. If they one-bang him, he will get back up, and they'll get the judgment yeah. record for killing the car and his units. He gets back up, and then command phase, all right, now he's in the open. I can give something else the, the judgment token. That is kind of sick, actually. That's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, and that is going to wrap us up for the rules portion of this review. Um, I actually quite I actually quite like the enhancements. I, I'm not in love with... So I always I always judge the um, the six stratagems on how many I love, how many I like, how many I don't like. Uh, I only only like two of the stratagems. The rest of them are pretty middling to to trash. Uh, but they've got two really good ones. Whereas this, I, I think there's three here that are worth a look in. Um, Uprising yeah. Gla- Glare, Grim Demeanor, and Wayfarer's Grace are all pretty. I would I could think of ways and lists and reasons to take all three. Uh, whether you do or not, you know, totally up to whatever you're building for. You feel the same way? Um, I hundred percent agree. I think. The, there are three strats like the the fullback ancestral drone and void armor I like, but that's fifty percent. And the other three, take them or leave them. Um, uh, but then the enhancements are hundred percent. Like even a long list, I'm not jumping at it, but like I could yeah. definitely see yep. play for it. So I I don't think it's like a bad enhancement. It's just not as good as the other three. Um, yeah. And those other three are just really good that you can build so many strategies around, and they help your gameplay. Um, and everything, and, and it's they just complement the army so well. Excellent. So at this point, we go through a couple of notable data sheets. Hey, there's only about six anyway. <laughs> <It's easy>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't need to do them all, mate. But uh, by all means, take us to one. Or we'll do we'll do like two of the characters, and then we'll do about three of the other units. We'll move on. So uh, give us uh, one or two of the characters you think we should unpack for people that they need to know and or uh, consider when either playing into or uh, playing as the short kings. Um, 
so I think I think the two characters then I would like to highlight then would be the uh, Iron Heel champions, um, a, yep. a favorite, uh, and then the Forge Master. Uh, so the champion first up, um, he is he moves five, he's T six, two of armor save, five wounds, leadership seven, which is a bit bit of a issue. Um, yep. He has he's got a combi bolter, but it's whatever. He has two main melee weapons you're going to give him: a Dark Star axe or a hammer. The axe is six attacks, hitting on twos, strength six, neg two, two damage. Yep. Or the mass hammer, which is my personal favorite, is three attacks, hitting on threes, strength 12, neg two, d6 plus one damage. He, Whenever he leads a unit, he gets free roll charges for him and his unit. Nice. Uh, he, he then has the mass drive accelerator, which is impact charges. Um, whenever he or his unit makes a charge on a two to five, that enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Um, on a six, it's D3 plus three mortal wounds. Uh, and the last bit of war gear he can take is uh, a teleport crest, which I thought, you know, my fun little trivia thing is a uh, teleport crest. What do you think that gives him? I thought it was deep strike. Unfortunately, it's not. It's while he is leading a unit, the that unit has deep strike. Oh, my God. So he's by himself. Yeah, so if he's by himself, he does not get deep strike, get <laughs> which, deep strike. Is, which is something I I, uh, I misplayed. Uh, but then the other will gear is a four convulsible safe. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I think he's extremely good. He's 60 points now. It went down 15 in the data slate. At 60 points, I think he's yep. very palatable. That beautiful yeah. toughness, six, five wins, two up save. Fan-freaking-tastic. Um, what's the next one? Um, the next one is the Forge Master. Um, so the Forge Master has a bunch of stuff, yep. um, but I'll, I'll go over the sort of the main things is that uh, he is a, a toughness five, full win model, but he has an entourage with him, his little groupies, uh, three one wound robots and one two wound assistant. Yep. Um, and the big thing is that uh, he is a uh, Brock here. So he has a graviton rifle at anti-vehicle two plus, 18 range, three shots, uh, three up ballistic skill, strength five, neg one, three flat damage. Yep. And then he's got a graviton hammer, which is anti-vehicle two plus again, three attacks, hitting on fours, strength nine, neg one, three damage. And you're good. So the Brock here, Iron Master, um, he's just got a lot of like anti-vehicle kits, which, which the Thunder can have as well. Um, there's a bunch of other weapons and little tools that all the little robots have, but um, from that, uh, he gives plus one to hit uh, for ranged attacks for himself and, his, and the unit uh, while he is leading them. Um, and also a little minor upgrade is uh, if he's within three inches of an exo-frame or vehicle, he gets to heal them up. Um, he awesome. heals them up uh, D3 normally, or if he still has the assistant alive, um, he heals them flat three. Um the reason I wanted to highlight this unit is he yep. provides not only a source to add Grim Namina to Thunderkin, um, yep. but his Ablade of Wounds is actually very strong on, on the Thunderkin. Um, if someone starts to shoot powerful damage or especially Dev Wound stuff at, at now, um, you can start plinking off the robots because they don't yep. have the character keyword. Only the Forge Master himself is the actual character. Um, so it's great for hiding the robots behind cover. It's great for 
um, just like big shots, just plinking them away mm-hmm. um, and that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of efficiency if someone's trying to get rid of this unit. Yep. Um, in your turn, you pop armor contempt, you're reducing all the AP, and you're, I'm like, all right, cool. You've got to get through all these robots first. Um, that yeah. probably like threes or fours before you start to do any actual damage. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. I, th- I think there's a pretty nifty little unit because it's a, it's a package of five, right? If we didn't say before, there's three of the little robots, and I think you said before one assistant, one eye mask. Yeah. I mean, just adding five mooks, well, four of which are expendable ish, the assistant possibly not. But uh, yeah, three absolute who cares ablative wounds. That can be pretty, pretty spicy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's running us about 65 points or, or yep. 75 points or something now, um, uh, which is it's just such a great deal with him. Um, I was running two of these guys, um, mainly because I wanted 12 Thunderkin and I wanted a Forge Master in each to give them plus one to hit uh, yeah. because we didn't have that many judgment tokens around. Now with the new detachment update, maybe I only run one, but I'm definitely running one always. Mm. All right, let's go to the what I think is possibly still the best data sheet in this book, and it was definitely the best data sheet prior to the balance changes. That is the Iron Here Hearth Guard. Um, they are toughness. They move five, toughness six with two wounds and two plus save. That toughness six is pretty significant. Uh, they come with a couple of different guns. You can take the plasma, or you, they all take the the rocket launcher, and they can have. Is it the they can have the plasma gun or the disintegrator? Yeah, yeah, that is the Volkite yeah. or the plasma gun. Which one? Straight up, which one do you think is better? The Volkite. Yeah, yeah massively. So it's 18 inch range, uh, three shots at uh, hitting on threes at 501. So strength five, no rend or no AP, one damage. And they all get the grenade launcher, which is a D6 blast at a range 18, uh, which is just a, a strength four. It's just a bulk gun shot. Uh, in combat, you can have the gauntlet, the hammer, or the blades. Um, the gauntlet is two attacks at 922. The concussion hammer is three attacks at 913. But that hits on a four, and um, the plasma blades are three attacks at six two one, and I think the blades is what's mostly taken. Um, it is actually the gauntlets that are taken mostly. Ah, there you um, go. The, the hammer is sort of a sergeant upgrade. Um, of course, but it's the gauntlets are taken mainly because it's the same AP as as the the blades, but it's mm-hmm. a higher strength and higher damage because there isn't a lot of two damage stuff. So. This allows them to punch up more, especially if you have tokens. Like, this is wounding Terminators on two-ups. Um, yes. If they have that token, um, you can start punching vehicles, like, onto fours um, rather than, like, fives if you took the blade. And just two damage is, is really nice. That It's worth losing the extra attack. Agreed. Um, and while a character is leading the unit each time an attack is allocated to the unit, if the strength characteristic of that attack is greater than the unit's toughness, subtract one from the wound roll. So they're, they're kind of transhuman, like, you know, if we're going to use old terminology. Yes. Yeah. Very rarely uh, are they ever being wounded on anything but fours. Um, yep. Every now and again, you get the guy that's like, oh, my gun is strength 16. And you're like, Okay, then. I guess it's threes. Uh, yeah, and uh, you and, can, of course... Sorry, go. Yeah, so the... And then the just the war gear is you equip the sergeant with either the teleport crest to give them deep strike, or you give the sergeant a four, um, which I would typically just give them deep strike because having yeah. one model with a four is not fantastic. And in the with the current you know damage of the game going down a little bit, a two-plus armor save with an armor contempt option is as good as a four-plus almost, almost all the time. Yep. Uh, 
But do you still see these guys as the ubiquitous, ubiquitous must-take at least 10, if not 20 of these guys in a competitive list like they were previously? If you're trying to make a competitive Votan list and you're really and you're trying to push it, um, with the new point changes, I would say you want to leave home with minimum 15 and you probably want to leave with 20 um, at this stage. Uh, they, so they these guys are incredible. They'll run you 150 for 5, 300 for 10. So 30 points a model for that Terminator profile, essentially, uh, at toughness 6. One less wound, one more toughness. I think it's extremely good. Uh, extreme, it's a bargain. Absolute bargain for what you get. To, to also understate is, this is why I think Votan's going to start doing really well, because they're incredibly positioned with what might be good in the meta. So mm. Necron Warrior Blobs have become a problem um, consistently. I've been able to one turn a warrior blob with this unit. Um, Absolutely, dude. So the guns seem like, you know, as people might have noticed, no AP, strength five, strength four. The key is that they all have that. So if you could mm-hmm. Volkites to a hearth guard and you're shooting a Necron warrior brick, you're going to give them two tokens because why wouldn't you? You're now going to be hitting on twos, wounding on twos to threes with 30 Volkite dev wounds. And then 10d6 plus 40 shots. If you then put <laughs> Ancestor's sentence on that, you're getting sustained two on all yeah. of that. Yeah, um, sustained two is just, just wow on that profile. I, I also love, we didn't highlight it because there isn't much to this data sheet, but um, I love having a Carl lead these guys because it gives them lethal hits. Um, and when that happens, it allows them to just punch up into... Uh, higher mm. toughness targets because you're just rolling so many dice that you're going to get those couple of sixes that's going to push through the stuff and the the one failing is that these guys will just do nothing to terminators yeah. um yeah they're just going to be on two ups it's really half tough but anything that's a three plus or better you absolutely can just wait of dice them down mm. I, i've done so very consistently beautiful all right what's the next data sheet you'd like to talk to you uh the humble sagittar I think they're amazing. I've I uh I've got four and I like to populate I would like to mark that if other people are starting to run four to six that I did it first and I claim credit. <laughs> um, I I want one one hundredth of your, your tournament uh trophy points. Uh, yeah. points. Uh, this is this is the Carl tax. Um uh, this is the tithing of, of the of my yeah. uh, household. Um so the Sagittor is Moose 12. It's, so this is the transport, um, and it is officially a transport, unlike what it was uh, in ninth edition. Um, it's movement 12, uh, toughness 10, 3-up armor save, 9 wounds, leadership 7, and it's 3 OC. Um, it has a myriad of weapons. Um, it So the weapon that it will always have um, as a secondary is a twin bolt cannon, stain 1 twin linked, 36 range, Three shots, um, strength six, neg one, two damage. It's cute. Yep. And then you can either pick of a um, auto cannon, which is going to be six shots at strength seven, neg one, two damage. Um, a the sagittal missiles, which is either two shots, strength twelve, neg three, three damage. Um, and then you get a L seven missile launcher, which is either a one shot, strength nine, neg two, d six damage, or a d six blast. Strength four zero P one damage. Yeah. Or my personal favorite and what I run for all of my Sagittars is the high las beam cannon. It is sustained hits D3, uh two attacks, 
uh, strength 12, neg 3, d6 damage. Hot. Um, these things, yeah, these things scout six. Um, they also, uh, the units can disembark from this transport after it has advanced. Um, I am a huge fan of what they bring to the Votan army. They, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I actually freaking love these guys. What's the transport capacity? So uh, the transport capacity, yeah. it's only six. Um, they do have a special rule only for, um, the half-kid warriors, where they can combat squat them. So mm. you could split a 10-man into, like, two fives, and the transport always has to be filled with at least one. Um, but that's how you can get five in, and then you can attach a character, uh, which is only the Carl, because the mm. other characters uh, have a bunch of little robots with them. Well, I just love the... I, my my favourite idea behind these guys is, you know, if you had six, you know, lucky you, you managed to get the actual miniatures, because they're, they're sold out. <laughs> it's so hard to get such a task. Um, the you have like two or three of them that are just essentially moving OC thirteen squads because you, all you're doing is moving advancing yep. your OC three getting out ten OC in in, in in warriors and just just got three of these packages playing disruption and then it's just a question of whether you want how many of those units do you want and then what else are you going to put because it, 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 ostensibly you can only put berserkers in the other and if you're not putting warriors in them you're putting berserkers in them right there's nothing else I can go with yeah, it, right correct yeah. uh, you can put the uh, the forge Master and Grimnir, I think, can go in them, but nothing else. Like, they take up the yeah. capacity. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's just up to you whether you think Berserkers are worth it or applicable in your meta, because there there are quite a few metas where they just they just don't do one half of nothing. And there are some where they look, they look pretty good. But having six of those packages rolling around, I mean, that is something I would do, because it, it brings up all my guard treadhead loves of uh, mechanized infantry. <laughs> but what are you sticking in your four? Like, what, what is making the cut for you? Um, it's warriors for me. So I, yep. I, I take 20 warriors and I'm, I split them into what I consider a good squad and a bad squad. Um, <laughs> yep. My, my bad squad is a magna rail and ignore cover and then just bolters. And my good squad has everything else. So it has my Thane for a four up bomb, the six up feel no pain, uh, the comms unit, uh, which is get a CP back if you spend it on the five man unit, um, on a five up. And yep. you probably go, Oliver, why would you ever spend a CP on five warriors? And the answer to that question is grenades. Uh, yep. Grenades is an incredible strat um, that I've leveraged many, many times to punch up way above my weight. Um, and they also have, one of the other guys has a high las auto rifle, which is assault, so they can advance yep. in action. Nice. Um, and then, you know, in 12 inches, that guy has six shots with that little, that little rifle. Yeah. Which actually actually isn't nothing, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, and I think the, the the combo here is I, the multiple transports. It builds itself for a fixed game plan so beautifully. Mm. You take mm -hmm. cleanse and homers. You scout six. You drive up the sagittor to the middle. It does deploy homers, um, and you drop five guys out. They cleanse the middle objective, yep. or vice versa. Yep. You drive sagittor up the flank. It's going to cleanse that objective. And if you need it, like you just keep funneling these things to score your points. Um, mm -hmm. And a Sagittar is a very hard profile to shake. Like toughness 10, three up armor. You can pop armor contempt if it's getting focused. Um, people, I also find, again, it comes to that activation locking. A lot of people yep. don't have enough activations to pop the Sagittar and then pop the guys that are going to get out afterwards. That's correct. Um, yeah. So it's really strong in that combo. And there are 100 points now. So I was about to say. 
But the, the the kicker is it went down 20 points, 100 points for this. And then how many points? So it'd be 200 points for the two Sagittarius that you'd want to go with your 110 points worth of Warriors, of 10 Warriors. And then, yeah, so what, 310 for two Sagittarius with five in each. And that is just a beautiful, even if that is all, the only Sagittarius you have, I still think that is absolutely value. Absolutely. You're, you're spending six, like, and to do the 20 Warriors and four Sagittarius, you're spending 620 points to basically guarantee your secondary game plan, and then you're free free to spend 1,400 points on damage. Yeah, spot on. All right, um, I think there's one more we need to talk about, and funnily enough, it's not the the Hecachonk land fort, which was the only data sheet that actually mattered last edition. You could have just told me that one, and then the other ones just ceased to be, and you'd still win like 80% of your freaking games. (laughs) Uh, Probably Thunderkin, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us the story. So, Thunderkin... Move five, T6, uh, three up save, three wounds, leadership seven, one OC. So sort of the the weird duality of it's half got a two wounds, two up save, and these guys are three, three wounds, three up save. Um, mm-hmm. They have a bolt, so you can give them th- one of three weapons. Bolt cannon, sustain one, uh, 36 range, three shots, strength six, neg one, two damage. Yep. You can give them a conversion beamer which has the conversion keyword and sustain D3. Conversion is if you shoot a target outside of um, 12, uh, you get a critical hit on a four up. So basically fours are just converting to uh, sustain D3. 24 range, one shot, strength seven, neg one, three damage. And then the the favorite, the the all-rounder, is the Graviton Blast Cannon. Blast, anti-vehicle two up, 18 range, D6, Strength five, neg two, two damage. Yeah. The uh, the neg two. Well, so uh, I've been saying, you know, on a, a various different podcasts that because because cover is everywhere, uh, AP two is the only AP that matters because essentially AP one is AP zero because everyone's in cover. So AP two is the new AP one. And so AP two yep. is exactly the break point you want to you get to if you can reach it. Um, these, like, the, unfortunately, like, as much as I would, love the conversion beam because it's flat three damage, which is something yeah. we definitely lack. I 100% agree on the, the cover um, comment. AP1, that's not going to do anything. Like People are just yeah. going to get their other saves and that's just not efficient. Uh, and the Graviton Blast, it's just if you're running into vehicles like transports and stuff, like, yeah. there are lots of vehicles in the game. Anti-vehicle 2-up is, is the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's Blast. So if you're running into hordes or infantry, then you're going to get a lot of damage out of the Blast and Sneg two two damage into infantry is pretty good. Spot well. on. Uh, their um, special rule is each time you target the unit with the Overwatch strat, you hit on fives instead of sixes, which could actually still be pretty significant. I mean, you only hit on four's base, so hitting on five is only like essentially shooting with a shooting activation at negative one to hit. Still, absolutely worth it if you're shooting the right targets. I would I would say um, for anyone who is like wanting to like play Votan or understand them and stuff, uh, do not underestimate this people do don't think it's like when i tell them it's oh, i can overwatch in five they're like oh it's it's only one better like that's whatever uh and then i roll 66 and <laughs> yeah get yeah you know 25 hits are like all right and, and just a bunch go through and i verse chaos knights where they just run the carnivals at me be like it's it's fine whatever i'm like okay all right there's 10 hits now with the fives and oh that's full conversion because it's a two up um, <laughs> yeah two up and so, oh, suddenly they're like, Armager's going to take 10 five-ups. They only make a couple of them. Oh, it's dead. Awesome. Yeah. It's um, spice, man. Really good. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of people discussing the size of units. Uh, a lot of people are going 333 or 633 or 663. I like 633 personally, but how do you feel about it? Um, I think you can – I think going – I think I want 12 Thunderkin, and I think how you split that um, I, I, are both good options. I personally like two six-mans because I like one with the Forge Master, and he's going to start near my deployment zone Hopefully so that they can line up a shot on the middle objective um, so they can cover that and they can anchor that. And then I've got six coming in from a flank and it's, it's just my need for consistency. I don't like the idea of rolling three dice and I get a one, two, and a two. And I'm like, yeah. that's five shots. That's really bad. Where if I'm rolling six dice, like, you know, it, it just boosts, it just gives my confidence that like, I'm going to get at least one six. So I'm going to do like a lots of shooting here. Um, and then just bust that consistency. And then, you know, it's 18 wounds for a six man at T6. Definitely mm -hmm. not the easiest thing to shift. Absolutely not. And they will run you 75 points for three, 150 for six. 150 points for six of them with the damage that they can put out is very respectable. Um, it, and like yeah, you said, they are very pushed. Yeah, I think, I think they're very, very, very pushed. So it is interesting to see that, you know, um, like, where is the Hecaton? Because I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it at all. Um, compared to what you can now do with the infantry, that gets the hide, that gets to go through walls, that gets to all this, 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 this. There's so many things telling you that you don't want all your eggs in one basket in the game at the moment. It's it's hilarious that the the ninth edition, I think it, the the land for at near the end of ninth was like 310 points, and you go, yeah. oh, I still want one. Like, oh, I, I, maybe yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are now at. 225 points for a two up t12 16 wound chunk uh and i'm like that's cool man for 220 points i can give you six thunderkin and a forge master mm -hmm. um and i'm greatly going to prefer that and its damage and its potential over the one massive land fortress that moves 10 inches yeah absolutely agree um uh, mate, on that note, that wraps us up for our review of the Leagues of OTAN Codex or Index, sorry. And uh, I'll be, I'm super, super interested to see where they end up. I mean, we have people like Peter the Falcon on a previous episode stating they could be an A tier book. They could, be, they could, they could go as high as that. They could end up somewhere in the B. Where do you think this one's going to end up in the competitive lexicon of tiers right now? And now, with the changes, how happy are you with it out of ten? I would say. I am probably a seven out of ten on for being happy. Nice, um, nice. There's there's a lot of things I would have. Uh, and there's definitely jaded of that. Of like we were really bad. So to get like I thought we were just going to get points, but the fact that we got like the detachment overhaul and the knock on effects that has, as well as hitting all the top factions, because I think it's like that whole package. Like it's not just that we got these benefits, but now Dev Wounds, which was absolutely monstrous to us, that got knocked off. Um, and so I'm really happy with these changes. I would have preferred if we became a little bit more elite. Um, I know several friends who no longer have 2000 point collections anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it sucks that we're still this ballistic four, like space dwarf sort of army, but these changes absolutely boost the, the power and, and efficiency of the army greatly. Um, as for rating, I think it's a high B for me. And I think you can push yep. it. I think they easily creep into A, depending on how the meta shifts. We have a lot mm -hmm. of blast. If Necrons are so dominant, if 
gaunt, like lots of knit hordes and stuff are becoming prevalent, like all of that, we have tools to deal with those like in so many different ways. Like I'm not scared of Necrons in the least when, when I bring Votan. I'm not scared of like a ton of gargoyles or gaunts. Um, I'll pick them up like through whatever defenses they have. Um, so if those sort of armies, those horde armies do rise to the top, Votan's going to be an excellent counter to them. Agreed. I think they're well poised into the meta at the moment. I think they could go as high as A, but I expect them to sit somewhere in the, the middle upper B tier uh, for the most part, just because I do think there are pivots out there. Should they have become a top army? I think there are some easy pivots people can make that, uh, that work against. Yeah, that work into them pretty well. Uh, and, but uh, what would you have given the before the balanced data slate? What would you have given this index out of ten? I think is the more interesting to see because you get to seven now. What was it before? Um, trying to not factor in my like bias of, of my like because I no, do man. still love this action, but it's probably it's probably opinion. a three. It's it's yeah, probably oh, absolutely yeah. a three. Like I these we cannot like as much as I still had a lot of fun and I was having some good games that I was keeping some things close. Um, I'm not the majority. And I think if we look at the stats, it's abysmal for them. Uh, they were yeah. the lowest win rate faction, even by the weird GW metrics of however they collect data. Um, it was poor. It was a very poorly received index. Uh, they just lacked so much utility. Um, mm. They lacked so much counteroffensive. Um and, and it's it's just funny to see, right? Because all of the, like, none of our data sheets changed. Like, none of the strats changed. Like, all we got was, like, all of the good stuff in Votan was here when the index launched. Yeah. It just was too costly. The meta was too egregious against what they could do. Um, and so it just had every factor working against them. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I, I think it's a two or a three for sure. It's just... It's just a book with nothing in it <laughs> until the battle starter slate. Um, yep. So, yeah, on that note, we will wrap up this part one. Hopefully we'll see you over in part two where uh, Oliver and myself will be discussing your beautiful patron questions and then also unpacking some top lists that Oliver is looking to brew with into the coming meta. So hopefully we'll see you there, mate. Yeah. yeah Anything absolutely. you'd like to say? No, thanks for having me on. And it's always great talking about the, the short kings themselves. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you soon. And uh, take care. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.